everybody. Welcome back to Movie Reel, the show where we talk about movies, make fun of them, and kind of give our general review on them. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and I was sitting very still to not make a weird noise again, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, while we were trying to record this earlier, we were getting a lot of weird feedback from one or both of us. So if it comes out weird, that's that's why. Sorry about that, folks. We're, we're really working on fixing our mic issues. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, please enjoy this possible train wreck of an episode that we have for you. <laughs> not from the movie, though. Oh, no, not at all from the movie. This movie's great. Yeah, what movie did we talk? Are we doing, Kevin? What we what are we talking about? I was like, uh, what did we talk about? <laughs> what did we talk about? Yeah, this is this is a pre-recorded message. Um, uh, we are doing uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which I keep forgetting isn't actually directed by Tim. It's Burton. one of those. Like, yeah, it's for- like a. It's kind of like how. It's. It's. I realize it's like Chris Columbus and Gremlins. We associate it as. Yeah, we, we literally. It's the same thing. Yeah, we literally talked about this last week. We associate it with the famous person because it's completely Tim Burton style. But he did not. Yeah, and it. it's even called and it's even called Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. So he he gets like grandstanded like credits for this movie, even though he had no directorial control of this movie. It was it was Henry Selleck, his like longtime like friend and coworker. Um, which I I recently just like rewatched since we were we planned to do this movie. I rewatched the uh, the documentary series on Netflix of movies that made us. Uh, where they talked about the making of The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I absolutely love that series. It is such a fascinating series, kind of going through like how some of these movies were made and all the uh, roadblocks and setbacks that they had. Because this was a huge undertaking of a movie. This was like the first like uh, fully uh, stop-motion animated movie, motion picture in, released in theaters that was like a full feature-length film. So this um, isn't claymation. Because the way no, this it looks... Stop, yeah, okay. yeah clay, claymation, that, that's more like, um, like, you know, like the old, like, Rudolph the nosed Reindeer, uh, like, stuff like that. Uh, the yeah. Rankin-Bass kind of, like, style animation. That's more claymation uh, style, uh, style. This one, it was, like, fully formed models that... They would move, pose them, take a picture, move them again, and they would crank out about a minute a week. Uh, that's how tedious of a process that it was to make this movie. Isn't that similar though to claymation in the process? It is. I'm. I'm I remember hearing like what the actual difference was between like claymation and stop motion animation. They're very similar, and I, I honestly do not remember what the main differences between the two but i do know for a fact that this is a stop motion animated movie okay like that, that that is what it is labeled as yeah because it didn't look quite the same as claymation claymation definitely has a very different like there's a different look to it but i was like I, it would not have surprised me if it was claymation like it looks similar yeah. enough but yeah it's that that the, that's such a claymation stop motion is such an undertaking and I'm not particularly, like, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for them because it's so tedious and it takes so long. And it makes sense that you're saying they got, what, a minute a week? And this movie is about, yeah. like, I guess excluding credits is probably, like, what, an hour, 
10 minutes, an hour, 15 yeah, minutes. It's, like, it's pretty I, short. I probably, it, well, like, like the whole movie is an hour and 16 minutes. And like, a, I'd say like a fair, like few minutes of that is like opening and ending credits. So yeah, like, like about an hour, 10. Yeah. And, and um, it's such an undertaking. I have tremendous respect for it, but usually more so with claymation, like, they it's not as much the style it's just the whole thing usually the story is always creepy and i realized so i'm gonna admit this is not a this is a movie for the longest time i could not get into i don't know why i would start it and then not like the 20 30 minute mark i would stop it it's like i just could not for years get through this movie and i think I think te- te- well, technically I have seen the whole thing, but I was at the time carving a pumpkin, so I wasn't really paying attention. It, so I don't this was really. Like, count so this it. was always like a. So this was always like a like a background movie for you, is, is what you're saying. For no, that was the one time it was a background movie. Usually it was me intending to watch it, and then I just don't finish it. Like I just stop. I think the farthest I've ever gotten is. Um, when they've when when they've kidnapped Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I think oh, that is the don't you, don't you mean Sandy Claus? Sandy Claus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, having actually intentionally watched it, and it was actually it was helpful that we were doing this for the podcast because I knew okay, I'm gonna sit and watch it and finish it. <laughs> like <laughs> I have to finish it, and I was pretty surprised. I did enjoy it, but I will say the last time. I again technically saw it. I remember just looking up and I'm like, wait, Sally and Jack are together? That seems kind of random. And I think people were like, no, it isn't. And watching it now, I stand by what I said. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. Well, you know, I, I mean, mean yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's just, there's not, there's not a lot. It's mostly on Jack. Sally's into him, but we're just like, <laughs> there's not a lot of scenes with him. Yeah, there's only there's only like a handful of scenes with them. Um, and originally, like Sally was a completely barely existing character. Like the original designs for her were a very much kind of like like a femme fatale, almost kind of Jessica Rabbit esque character. Oh that, God! Like yeah, it like the original like um, uh, art style for her was extremely different. Like the you you would be comparing apples and oranges with what she originally was supposed to be to what she ended up being. Um, it was just kind of funny how the screenwriter for the movie ended up fleshing her out a bit more so that there actually was uh, more of a, uh, I guess, more of a narrative-driven character for uh, some of the non-musical uh, roles. Because this movie, they got it greenlit before there was even a script. Like there was the idea that Tim Burton pitched when he was still working for Disney as an animator. And then he eventually left the company. But since he pitched that idea while he was still working for Disney, they still had creative control over it, even though it was Tim Burton's idea, which seems like, I know that's like that, that's standard practice for like all like um, production studios and, and movie studios. I don't really like that. If it's not your like creative idea and you're not planning on doing anything with it, it should go to the person that like made it and have them do something independent with it, or at least like 
give him the rights and you'll get like uh like like partial like uh uh like revenue income from like the movie's release or something like that that way like if if the movie like flops you'll still get some of the money and you won't have to like really like pitch in anything for it like it makes sense that they keep it close to them because hey if this ends up making money we can use it later or or something like that um but they eventually gave it back to tim burton to make it because at the time he was just cranking out hit after hit after hit with like uh beetlejuice batman and uh a couple other movies that i'm drawing a blank on right now but at the time like he was like the go-to director like with him and uh danny elfman composing pretty much all of his movies from like Wee's big adventure all the way to batman that everyone like loved or thought his movies were like so weird and iconic it's like okay let's give him his movie and, and see what he does with it we'll give you 18 million dollars to make this movie and they ended up uh making the songs first before there was even a finished script so the stop motion animators at least had something to work on and the first thing that they did was the what's this scene where he's in christmas town so they have something to show to disney so that's like huh this isn't like a weird morbid movie this is a this is a colorful happy movie to kind of appease the disney overlords yeah that doesn't surprise me that the songs came first because um well for one it occurred to me like so danny elfman who's the composer and he composes most uh, or at least all, maybe all of tim burton's movies he does yeah, the singing voice for jack yes and um chris sarandon who is prince umberdink and he was the vampire in fright night that we recently talked about yeah um he is the top speaking voice for jack and i realized like most of jack's dialogue not or not most of jack's lines are singing yeah it's which i found so interesting that it wasn't it's usually the opposite but it, it it kind of also the other reason why it doesn't surprise me is that like the way it's animated and or the way it's shot i guess it kind of reminds me of a play there's um the way like the camera moves as well as like the way like um there's a couple there's at least one in particular i'm thinking of where like sally is sally is like in the picture and people are just walking by like singing and then walking off screen and then someone else comes by and then they walk off screen yeah. it very much reminds me it's very theatrical it it very much is it, it definitely kind of has like an almost like broadway musical kind of vibe to it because that's what it kind of was supposed to be was that this was supposed to be like a full-fledged uh musical production and which is why like 90 percent of all jack's lines are in song which makes a lot of his speaking roles kind of just transitional lines rather than stuff all of his speaking lines seem to just transition him from one song to another rather than actually push the story along it's just kind of stuff so that there's not uh dead dead air or dead space and pretty much like all of his character development the narrative is all being pushed while he is singing it's like him's like yeah. questioning his reality is expressing his emotions uh 
confiding into like the townsfolk and Sally and like all these other characters, like that's where all the development for the entire movie and characters is coming from is through the songs. And they were done phenomenally. Yeah, I agree. I think the music is really, really great and it's, it's really catchy, but I will say there were a couple of times. So this is like, was this 1991? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, um, they started uh, working on this in 1981, and it was released in 93. They they worked on this movie for over. Okay, two... 93, 93, yeah, yeah. 93. Okay. Yeah, they worked on this for a um, while. Um, because there were a lot of times where the music sounded just like it was straight out of Beetlejuice, and I'm like, well, it is Tim Burton and Danny Elfman yeah. still. Like, it's not surprising why that ha- why that's the case, but there were times where it sounded just like uh. Beetlejuice, um, but let's get to the we, we should we should get to the elephant in the room with this movie. So there's this very intense debate on whether this is a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie, and I think the general the general consensus is that it's both. Yeah, that you can watch it. Um, but for the but it seems like. I will say, like, I've always was under the impression that it was more of a Christmas movie. And, like, watching it, I was kind of like, and people, I've gotten into into an argument, actually, (laughs) with my friends recently. They're like, it's a Halloween movie. I'm like, no, it's a Christmas movie. Christmas is, like, what drives the story. And I, I, you know, because that's the whole, the whole thing is that Jack is kind of just bored with yeah, Halloween. Yeah, he's basically having a midlife and, crisis for being the pumpkin king of Halloween for who knows how long. And he wants something else and like comes across Christmas Town and the whole thing is just it's 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 less about Christmas specifically and more about like, you know, doing something else, like a new challenge. And I always was kind of under the impression it's more of a Christmas movie because Christmas is the focus and Christmas is what's driving Jack. But then when I was watching, but then my, my my friends were telling me like, no, it's like, it's more of a Halloween movie. And then I was actually looking up, like it was like a debate, like how some people are more for one or more for the other. And I guess Danny Elfman says that it's a Halloween movie about Christmas. I'm definitely, I'm definitely of the opinion that it's a hybrid movie. Like I, I see the arguments for, like I I see the arguments for it being a Christmas movie and I see the arguments for it being a a Halloween movie. And I think both are equally correct. This, yeah, the driving force is this man is tired of only doing Halloween and he wants to try something new and, then discovers Christmas and tries to do his own thing with it. But since he's only used to Halloween, he pretty much does a, a pretty much entirely Halloween version of Christmas. So I, I see the arguments from both sides. And in, in my house, it's pretty much, it can be watched equally at, in either part of the year. From October to December, it is just full on uh, Nightmare Before Christmas at, at any point in time. Yeah, uh, this, it, it's both. And I think everybody acknowledges it is both. And I think there, I saw some meme a long time ago was like, do you watch it at Halloween or do you watch it at Christmas? Both. The answer is both. <laughs> um, it's like, yes. I will say having watched it, 
it's definitely a hybrid, but if I had to pick, I do think maybe it is slightly more of Halloween, more of a Halloween movie. But I, but I will say this is the one thing that I have noticed <laughs> because uh, like two of my friends made this argument and I do think that this is the one argument that I is doesn't care. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hold carry any weight because they're saying how it's called the nightmare before Christmas. You're supposed to watch it before Christmas. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's the nightmare before Christmas because it's like the night before Christmas, which is a Christmas book. So the, that's not a good argument. <laughs> that's the one, the most Chris, that's it. That's like, one of the most Christmas yeah. things about the whole story. So I don't, I'm like, I will, I'll, I'll acknowledge a lot of your other points, but that's, yeah, that's not I'm, the best I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's kind of a weak argument. It was just funny. Cause I was watching it and I'm like, okay, I don't remember this. I do remember. I like, again, I think I, the most I have ever seen was up until they kidnapped Santa. And then after that, I don't think like, I think around that time I just, I don't think it was anything the movie did. Like I was like, Oh, they kidnapped Santa. I just, for whatever reason, I was not engaged enough. This is, I will say there's, there's definitely a following. Like it's like this movie is still so it's one of those movies that's so popular that you forget that it's almost, it's almost 30 years old. And I, you forget that because it's so widely popular. It's kind of the same. I feel like with like, so 93 that's in the middle of the the that's kind of i'll see yeah that's a, that's, a, that's in the renaissance thing again <laughs> i feel like you're gonna pull out like a, your like doctoral thesis on the disney renaissance no but it's in that it came out in that period of time where all, all most of those movies are pretty like timely and i think in the most recent years i think like Frozen is another one of it's so widely popular that you forget that it is like almost 10 years yeah. old when you think about it. Um, and this is like no exception. I did go to, uh, I went to Disneyland around Halloween for the first time this year. And like, obviously, yeah, the decorations for Haunted Mansion were really cool. But I got to say, I think it's, I think Haunted Mansion's better regularly, not when it's nightmare before christmas yeah just because it was like they didn't fully commit to it there were a couple of things that were still in the regular haunted mansion that's like well that doesn't make any sense because that doesn't apply at all to nightmare before christmas <laughs> so well, i mean it's, like it's, it's the, well, it's not like they yeah. can completely 100 percent convert an already existing ride into something else like well the per like the projections like the dancing people yeah, that's a projection. Those could have changed. I, I, like it was that stuff that could have changed. It wasn't the set. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. But um, yeah. No. It. But it, it is kind of funny because like when this movie came out, it only made like like opening weekend. It made like less than two hundred thousand dollars in its opening weekend. So this movie, it it did break even and it made a profit. But when it came out, it wasn't like this huge thing that it was today and it just slowly built up over time until like um like i don't know like 10 10 years or so after the movie's release that we started seeing like all these like fan-made merchandise and then official merchandise to the point where like every like october and christmas in like a hot topic store there would just be nothing but nightmare before christmas and then disney kind of cut in on that action 
and were selling more like official stuff. And then they revamped the the haunted mansion for for Christmas and Halloween, and it just spiraled so far into this huge uh, like milestone that it is today, rather than just kind of this odd little misfit movie from the 90s that that it originally was because nobody had really watched it when it when it first came out and it just the the home release market really kind of saved it with people like constantly like buying the movies or renting the 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 movies from like blockbuster and whatnot and kind of keeping it alive and, and building up the fan base from there to the point where like it seemed like every other girl I went to school with either knew this movie by heart, liked it, or is was somewhat familiar with the, the movie to the point where it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Like everyone knew it and was either a diehard fan or have seen the movie rather than in the nineties. Like what, what's that movie? Yeah, I can believe that because it is, um, it is kind of weird. Oh, 100%. Like, like I can't, I can totally see this not, uh, being nearly as popular as Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast or yeah. Little Mermaid, um, which were the, which is what was, you know, the most popular ones at the time. Um, because yeah, this was 93. So I think like Lion King was just, just before Lion King, I want to say, um, but yeah, this is, it's like, it's this, it's this odd movie that like, yeah, it's kind of, it's like, it's surreal that it's so popular and that it is so old. It occurred to me the other day, I'm like, this is almost 30 years old. Like, yeah. like, and it's still so popular and it's, it's not, that's not going to change. Um, It's like, people are still going to be people are still going to dress up as Jack and Sally for Halloween and their dog's going to be zero or their baby is going to yeah, be zero. It, or or um, they're going like, to dress up like the, the, yeah. the three trick or treaters, like lock, sock and barrel. Yeah. Overall, I think it, it's, it's the, the following for this is like, there is a very specific following for this. Um, people who are diehard fans and like, I, I, I like it. I enjoyed it. And again, it's weird because I technically have seen it, but I was not paying attention. So I did not absorb all of it. I will say like, yeah, the, the design and the imagery is so odd, but it's also so like beautiful at the same time. And like, there's just kind of, there's nothing quite like it. Like particularly in, in Disney that I can think of. I think I think the only thing I can maybe visually visually compare it to is uh wait yeah yeah James and the Giant Peach that's Disney. I think that's also Tim Burton. I want to say so but I'm not 100%. I got to look it up. I I would not be I'd be I wouldn't be surprised but I genuinely don't know. Uh yeah I'm I'm looking it up and... now. Oh it's not. But it is directed oh it is directed by Henry Selick. Oh he- yep. Henry okay. Selick. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, there close enough. <laughs> yeah, same same director. So it's like, and it and it that movie does have Jack Skellington in it. Oh, it does. Yeah, one of the pirates in the movie is Jack Skellington. Oh, I vaguely remember. It's been a long time. 
Yeah, it's oh yeah, it's been a really long time since I've seen that movie. But yeah, uh, one of the scenes in the movie, like the the like the skeleton pirate captain, because they need to get a, a compass. It is Jack Skellington in like a pirate costume with like a, a beard around his face. But yeah, that's 100% Jack. That's funny. Yeah, I can totally. Th- that's it's been such a long time. I totally I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. OK. OK, I, I, I got to ask, okay. what was your favorite song from this uh, from this movie? Um, I'm trying to think. I think. um, Aside from this is Halloween. Um, I think, like, I, I want to say, um, maybe Jack's Lament, I really liked a lot, just because it, it's okay. very, like, it's, 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 like, it's very, it's, like, very, like, poetic, and, like, and, like, kind of dreary, but it's also, I think the thing is that Danny Elfin's got a really nice voice, and I, he's got, he's got range, he's, too. He is, yeah, it's it's really he has a really like I, I really love listening to Jack sing like every one of every single one of his I was gonna say every one of his songs. There's not really that's the Jack's Lament is the only and I what's this or the only solo? No, we know they're not. There, there's so see there's there's so many that are just Jacks and there's so many that are like inner you know there's other people but like he's got just such a lovely voice that like <laughs> like every line that he sings is just also just so catchy and so uh like pretty to listen to um yeah. like well it's also it's also really interesting because not all only are they like really catchy and, and are kind of timeless but it is like his like dial like 90 percent of his dialogue is just this and it helps move the story forward and it's just really kind of catchy to kind of listen to it. And you're just listening to like a chapter of the story, which I yes. think is really kind of cool that that's how it's done. Musicals. I feel like there's two kinds of musicals and, or two types of music in musicals. There's the song that's just, this is what's happening right in this moment in time. Um, so like, I think like, like singing in the rain, for example, is like a good example of that. And then there's, you know, music where that it, it pushes the for- story forward. And I mean, both work. And I think this movie has like, it's a mix, but I want to say that everything does kind of push the story forward for the most part. I think, again, kind of going, I, I mean, I, I want to talk more about it, but I think like, like Sally's song, which is a really sweet and like sad song. I just was like, I, I really love the song. I totally feel your pain. But as 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 the annoyingly harsh critic that I am, there hasn't been enough sequence scenes between you and Jack that I'm like, yeah, that to, I'm like to justify totally, this. Yeah, exactly. I don't, and especially at the end, I'm like, they're like, we're meant to be, and I'm like, are you like, like nothing? I think so. Let's talk about it now. So when we first meet Sally, the way she's kind of just hiding and stuff, I thought she's just the town doesn't really know who she is and then um she because she's always sneaking out she lives with a mad scientist who like created her and she's always sneaking out and then um he eventually just gets tired of it and then just starts making his own creation which never we never that never pays off 
like it, it's just kind of like subtly like like I'm gonna make one that's not gonna. Leave. Oh wait, no, it does. Right at the very very end, he made like a white. Yeah, at the very end. At the very end. Like, I, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, like I thought it was gonna come. I thought it was gonna come sooner. But anyway, um, but like she, while Jack's working, she sends him like a bottle of like. I want to say wine, but I'm assuming it's not wine, <laughs> but drink and like food and they like wave to each other and then she just disappears. And then the next time we see them together, he's like, Sally, I want you to make my costume. It's like, wait, so you guys have other aside from that, like food exchange, you guys know each other. Like, that's what always kind of threw me. And then at the end, well, I, I, th- I, th- I think she's only hiding because she doesn't want to be caught by Dr. Finkelstein. Fair enough. Or, Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, she, she, like, I don't think she's really like hiding from the, the rest of the townsfolk. Yeah. It's just she's just hiding because like, oh, no, Dr. Finkelstein, I need to I need to hide around. And I think she's just she also kind of like hides around Jack because she's like really skittish of him. It's like. Oh no, I really like him. I can't let him see me. I mean, yeah, she's like in, intrigued by him, and that's perfectly fine. But like, just I just there there needed to be a like one more scene of them because I didn't think uh, like them getting together at the end made as much sense as it it could have been better. And I think ultimately oh, what 100%. I what I've noticed, and I felt the same way, kind of with um oogie boogie because i'm like do what's what is i I feel like this the thing about this movie is i don't want to say like the weak points the, the weak points aren't so weak that the whole story unravels or anything if anything i feel like they're the way that the story is told it has a pretty good pace it just doesn't really leave you there's not a lot of room for you to be like wait, wait, what? Like, it's it's easy to follow. <laughs> it definitely feels like it's pretty, it's pretty easy to follow. But I also think that like, it's just like, this is, this is Halloween town. And this is what's, these are the people, this is what's going on. There's not really need for more explanation. But I'm kind of just was like, okay, as a viewer, like, what's the deal with Oogie Boogie? Why does, like, if Jack is so worried about him getting involved, why even bother getting the trick-or-treaters involved? Yeah, like, <laughs> like when specifically, like, his henchmen. And then at the end, when he goes, he's like, I gotta go get, get Santa to save Christmas. And he just runs right to Oogie Boogie. He's like, did he... He told them to make, them, make him comfortable. Did he... Like, so he knew that they, he was there. So why not just... If I, anything, I, it would have made more I, sense well, to I, put him up in Jack's house. Well, I think at that point he was just like way too excited to get started on Christmas. That's like he cared. I'm going to yeah. Like at that point, it's like, you know what? I am so happy. I I'm full of trust with everybody. Go ahead. I'm sure that you guys like you guys have done a good job. You guys haven't screwed me over on this. You guys have followed my orders to the letter at this point. So like, go ahead, keep them comfortable. And I I think that's just why it went the way it did. I was just like, so Oogie Boogie becomes the villain, and it's like, and I'm just kind of like, so what? What's what is the deal? Is like the whole. I'm assuming the whole town's scared of him based on the song and context. But like, it, he we meet we are introduced like the the, the kidnap the Santa a uh, Sandy Claus song is like 30 minutes in. We're first being like mention of Oogie Boogie, so I'm just yeah. more like. 
so what's what's the deal here? What's what's going on? And I think so that and I think Jack and Sally's relationship I kind of thought were the weakest points. And do I think that like Jack and Sally's relationship was like adorable? Yes, but like I didn't think that yeah, I, it it didn't tease it enough that I felt there, that it was a... There wasn't enough substance to that. No. I 100% agree with that. No, and I remember when I first said that, again, half watching it, I was just like, like, however many years ago, I was like, like, was there, like, enough there? Or does this make sense? And everyone's like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever, like, 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 shut up. And then I'm like, I, I stand by what I said. I was correct. Um, But th- I think it's because, again, like, the characters in this are so, uh, like, colorful and, like, entertaining that, again, like, the weak points aren't so, it's not so weak that the whole thing just will come undone. Like, it just, it could have been made even stronger if those were worked on. Yeah, and I also just love the design of the world that they made, that it, like, the color palette, I, I, believe that the color palette says like we can only use white black and orange like for that and for the most part like they kind of they kind of do that for like a lot of like the like the halloween stuff and they kind of uh expand on that when they do like christmas stuff um and for like the actual like set design when like all the backgrounds and like locations and buildings is that i want you to build it with zero right angles. If you're making a, a building with a right angle, it's a wrong angle. Because everything is like crazy and like topsy-turvy. Like almost yeah. kind of like a, like a Dr. Seuss drawing. Yeah. Like it's just like if you run your hand on it, like you're going to like tear your hand apart is, is like what the they were saying in the uh, 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 behind the scenes kind of like featurette of like the making of. And it, it, it's just kind of crazy that like that's like offhanded like crazy like architecture is so iconic now and we see that so much now in like a lot of like kids movies and like animated stuff it's just how weird and wacky can we make our buildings to make them stand out more and i I think this movie kind of perfects that in a way that's like this is the weirdest like amalgamation of buildings that you will ever see and it 100% 100% makes sense. It's not just like this is this building's weird because it is. No, it's weird because it's in a mystical Halloween town run by monsters with a two-faced mayor, which I thought was a really funny joke that their only politician is literally two-faced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is okay, this is something I was thinking about. So so like they kidnap so they kidnap Santa because Jack wants to pretty much be like the new Santa. And yeah. and then but but like when we're in the very beginning, it's Halloween. So are the things that they're doing, what are they doing that like affect so they're Halloween town, they're in charge of Halloween. What are they doing that affects the real world? I have no idea. I, you I know what I mean. I, no, I one hundred percent know what you mean. But yeah, they it's never explained what they actually do on Halloween. It's like they have a trick or treating like game. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, they have their parade, and it's like well, that was the most successful thing. It's like wow, I really have some great ideas for some upcoming scares. It's like 
okay, you have all, like, you scare people? Like, do you, do you just, like, have, like, a haunted house kind of situation in the real world, or or what? Like, you have a trick-or-treating, like, gang that seems, like, kind of, like, like, is this, like, your Bloods and Crips? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know what the equivalent is here, or what you guys do. Yeah. Because, like, when he's like, we're gonna take over Christmas, they're just doing Christmas. Like, they're just doing Santa's job. So it's like, yeah, what, yeah. Like, like there, there's no like icon for Christmas. Like, like, are you the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Like, what, what's going on? You mean Halloween? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like at the at the very end when they release Santa, and I'm just I'm like, okay, so are they just also going to celebrate Christmas? Like, okay, yeah, they'll do Halloween, but they're also going to celebrate Christmas. Like, or is this just like a one time thing? But I did love when they're all, they all start doing the, what's this? What's this? And it's like, oh, okay, see, now you guys are getting it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I I think that that I was just, it was occurring, that was occurring to me mainly when Jack was suddenly in the real world. And <laughs> the reaction to him as Santa is hilarious not i mean for one all the toys are like attacking everybody but the fact that it's like on the news like a skeleton posing as santa is giving like horrifying gifts and the military's on their way yeah. and they start shooting yeah, they at have him? just like mortars are just peppering this man with gunfire it's like and then a cop drives down like a suburb street is like attention attention the perpetrator has been shot down we can't find santa looks like christmas is canceled this year folks attention like what what is going on <laughs> but then like uh when it shows like okay santa's back and he's giving like you know giving gifts to kids and we just see santa's arms and i'm like okay so are they all physically seeing santa that is an excellent question i don't know how this world works because i thought it was in the real world but apparently it isn't i did kind of like that okay this is I, the the separation between the two that we don't see the real world until later, but um, at the same time, it did kind of make me wonder, like, okay, what's the, like, what's the rules of all this? Like, like how, like, you guys, you guys all are aware of the real world clearly, but but what do you what do you do that, you know, what do you do that actually integrates into the real yeah, world? Yeah. It- that, that, that's um, one thing that I wish this movie kind of fleshed out more is like how, like like kind of like what makes their world different than all their other like holiday worlds as well as the real world, because like, yeah. And also like how did Jack just find access to all like the doors to all the other like holiday worlds? Like he found that, that was on, like like he so like for he any of them yeah he like found that by accident because he was just sleepwalking all night and then he just like was somehow able to find his way back no problem and then give like 100% accurate directions to the trick-or-treaters who not only did it once but twice because they accidentally kidnapped the the easter bunny went back returned him kidnapped santa and then came back so it's like okay so i guess it's not that far if it's not that far of a trip that three children can easily go back and forth like two or three times then how is it that he's the first person to find it after walking all night to find it i did think because i was thinking that too so my only my theory is that okay 
he there's not a door to Halloween, Halloween Town because he's in Halloween Town, but there's doors to all the other holidays, and vice and vice versa. So like in Christmas Town, there's a door somewhere to Halloween Town. Like I that's how I because I'm like technically we're not seeing the door that leads to Halloween, but we're seeing the door that leads to all the other holidays. So I think. Again, yeah, that could have been explained better, but I think that's the idea because it does seem weird. It's like, wait, if they're in, if they're in the door, if they're on the other side of the door, how does he just somehow find all the doors? So I, I, I'm pretty, I'm choosing to believe that there is not a Halloween door because they are in Halloween. Yeah. No, like that, that makes sense, but it was just like. He just stumbled up. How far, how long was he walking? Yeah. Like, it was light when he got there. And also, I do love when he disappears for, what, a day? Everybody loses it. Like, yeah. they're all like, we've looked everywhere. And and they're all just, like, laying on the ground. Like, we don't know what to do. It's like, you're the mayor. Yeah, like, I, I, Jack's not. I, like, yeah, that's another thing. It's like, if Jack is so popular, why isn't he the mayor? Like, he if he ran for mayor, he would have won in a landslide. Like he's I mean, maybe like, I mean, like he seems to have like way more pull in that town than the mayor ever does. It's like, hey, we're gonna do Christmas. Mayor's like, I don't know. It's like we're gonna do. It's like, okay, Jack, you're the boss. Like, what? It's like, okay, is the pumpkin king like up a? Is like, is that does that outrank? The mayor? Like, I don't think. Is it like? Is it like? Is it the equivalent of like he's the prime minister and? Well, I think <laughs> Jack's I, I, I think the pumpkin king is like more of like a title because he's just really good at scaring yeah, no, people. I, I don't think he's actual like royalty. <laughs> I figured. I figured. Um, oh, this is, okay. This is a nitpicky, like, thing that I was noticing. But when he is in Christmastown, and he's falling in the snow, and there's, like, of course, like, an imprint as he, like, is sinking down to the snow. I mean, he looks, he's tall and skinny. He looks like he would not weigh that much. So would the indent be so deep? This is, it was more just my... Hmm, science, and I'm not a farthest <laughs> thing from I'm a farthest thing from a scientist, but back off, buddy. I'm a scientist. Um, huh. uh, I don't know. I just think they did that for for that's like, a gag. It, it, I think it was just more for like a visual effect. It's like, hey, look what we can do with the snow. Yeah, but the, I mean the 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 design for again like the snow and like Christmas Town were all great like i'm not like this is that doesn't make sense i was more just like it was funny but i was like would he sink that much how much does he weigh i mean it's again it's it was a gag so it doesn't it doesn't matter that's like uber nick bicky on my part uh <laughs> um but yeah I, I never really noticed yeah that i just like uh, it, do, it doesn't yeah i was too i was it, too it i was too mesmerized by the song <laughs> Yeah, and I did, um, it did occur to me, though, in that scene, like, the scene where he's, when he's in, like, you know, like, looking in different pe- uh, people's houses, elves' houses, and, like, you know, singing about how, like, oh, they're in Dreamland and blah, 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 and I know the joke there is, like, can you imagine if they woke up, <laughs> and he's right there, that would have been horrifying. They just see a skeleton just man just, like, hang out in, like, their rooms, like, ah! It's my sleep paralysis yeah. demon. What, what, what's your favorite song? Uh, it is definitely either What's This 
or the song that Jack sings after he's been shot down is like, oh, what the heck? I gave it my best shot, and and it's kind of like, it's like he bounced back so quickly. He he bounced he, he bounced back pretty quick. You guys got shot. You got blown out of the sky because you're the worst Santa ever. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I got a bunch of good ideas for next year. And I think that's just what I also is like. Okay, he he is not meant to be Santa because he doesn't. Because part of the thing is they don't truly get it, like what Christmas is, which is which is part of the story and what what's what also makes it like kind of funny. But like, I'm like, you know, you could just, it could be like that SpongeBob episode. You guys could just start like, you know, celebrating it. Like there doesn't need to, you don't need to be the new Santa. Yeah. I, well, I think it was just like, like he wanted to do it because there is no purpose for me to do Halloween. And it, and like I've, or I've, pe- yeah. I've peaked at Halloween. No one can do Halloween better than me. To the point where, like, right. I can't even top me anymore, and I'm not finding any joy. Let's find something else. And it's like, hey, this Christmas thing seems pretty dope. Let's give that a shot, because yeah. I really like this. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. <laughs> like, um, it was, it was just something I was, just something I was thinking about. Um, but also, can you imagine, like, so Santa's kidnapped and they're all and and jack is weirdly trying to be like no i'm just gonna give you a vacation i'm i'm santa now and then later has to save him before he's like like what what like thrown into like lava i I think that like bookie was going to boil him because everyone called him sandy claus and thought he was a lobster and was just going to eat him like that was my idea of what was going to happen to him oh that i did not think about that that's a good point because yeah they keep saying he's red like a lobster so they keep calling him the lobster yeah and sandy claus like he's red like a lobster and he he, his name even is claus so it's like he's clearly a lobster that is a that is that is excellent point that's an excellent point i did not think about that (laughs) woo i did it i beat i beat the system you beat the system. Um, and I do think, like, I will say the, you know, the opening, so, like, Jack's Lament and then the very end of the song with him and Sally, that whole, that just, the design for the graveyard is so beautiful. It's such a, it's a good opener and it's a great way to end it. And, yeah, I think overall I was, I did, I did really enjoy it. And knowing that I, I think cause every year I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. And then I either don't or I don't finish it. I don't know. There's nothing, there was nothing inherently wrong with it that made me want to stop. I just, for whatever reason, it wasn't uh, gripping enough to me or uh, to me. Like I get for some people, this is their favorite thing. Oh the world. yeah. 100%. Perfectly fine. Like, um, there, there's, for me, like, it wasn't, there's like borderline but, religion around this movie at this point. Yes. But then I will say this time, you know, watching the whole thing, I, really i i did really enjoy it and i i do get the i tell i definitely get the appeal um like it's it, it's it's really fun it is beautifully made uh is tim does tim burton does he usually because he, he's known more in general he's known more for directing yeah does he also typically write 
most of his I'm stuff. I'm not super familiar with a lot of Tim Burton's credits. Um, but I, I but I do up, know like... that at the time this movie was being made, he was working on Batman Returns at, for Warner Brothers Studios. So he didn't have a lot of time like on the set of this movie. The he, but when he was, he was there. Like they they gave him the like the dailies of the movie of like the progress like every day. So he had update and he had input on the movie because he pretty much had like no, we're not doing this. And uh, one, one scene in particular was at the very end of the movie when uh, uh, Jack swings like the uh, uh, the cord that's ho- holding Oogie Bo- Boogie together in that uh, spinning blade that pulls him apart. It was originally supposed to be revealed that Oogie Boogie was actually Dr. Finkelstein in disguise. And Tim Burton absolutely hated that and actually was wearing steel-toed boots and kicked a hole in the wall and, and it's like, no, we're not doing that. And the, the cast <laughs> wrote, Tim Burton kicked a hole in the wall here and took that hole out and, and framed it. I just... <laughs> that's, can you imagine explaining that to guests? Oh, what's this? Oh, you know, I uh, kicked a hole in a wall and so I just cut it out of the wall and I put it on a different wall. Yep. I just quickly kind of looked up, like, at least, like, the ones that I'm the most familiar with and yeah yeah so he is more he's more of a director but it's fun because he has in the last couple years he has directed stuff that doesn't um I think this uh Sweeney Todd um Alice in Wonderland uh some of those are very like obviously Tim Burton oh and and, and And then uh, he's done a couple uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty much any Johnny Depp movie for the past ten years. Did you see when he, uh, when him and because he I, was he married or did he and I know he and uh, Helena Bonham Carter had like kids together, but they broke up and I there was like some meme like who's gonna get custody over Johnny Depp? <laughs> um, but he's done other yeah like so like Batman I haven't seen Batman but does it look those Batman movies but do do they look like weird and creepy? like this I, or i have no i have no idea no i thought you've seen those with michael keaton oh uh like they're dark but it was just like it seems kind of on par with like a lot of the comics and, okay. and like other like stuff that i've seen like there's just so many like wide ranges and flavors of batman anymore that like watching johnny depp just like this seems very neutral this seems like a very middle ground for like a gothic take of uh, Batman, and yet I've seen far darker than this, and I've seen far lighter than this. So it just seems like a very neutral choice for a Batman movie. I uh, earlier this year watched the live action Dumbo that he Tim Burton directed, and oh okay, it was kind of weird. I don't know. I've heard I heard bad things about it, and it was definitely not great. But I'm like. It, the thing about it that was because the thing about it is that the original Dumbo, the whole concept is what is his contribution going to be to the circus? And then the last like five, 10 minutes, Oh, he can fly. That's what he's going to do. And this, <laughs> you find out way earlier that he could fly. So then there's, you know, a whole rest of the movie that they need to figure out. But it was just like, it was, it was weird. <laughs> but I think for me, the one thing that really bothered me was there was a weird bubble show of like, like bubbles, think of like in that Spongebob episode, 
of and think of it was like the weird dream that Dumbo has when he's drunk and I'm like yeah we had to find a way to work that in the the, the most unsettling one of the most unsettling things that happened in Disney we had to find a way to work that into this um <laughs> yeah but, more or less but like yeah I think I think Tim Burton I think for a while like a long time ago he was like one of my favorite directors but I think he was one of the only like like I was very because he did so much he did a lot of Disney or he did a lot of things that I would watch um but yeah I think uh but it's just funny because this is like like we were saying in the beginning he did not direct this he wrote this yet he has way more it's called it, it's more associated as being a Tim Burton project than was it Harry Sillick Harry Sillick yeah exactly you don't even yeah. remember his name Henry Henry, Selleck. Henry. I'm like is it okay um yeah, so, uh, Kevin, would you, big question, would you say this is real? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, If even before Jack has a chance to even ruin Christmas, the fact that the world would even suspect that there is, in fact, a real Santa Claus everyone would lose their freaking minds over that, that there is actually a real mythical man that breaks into your house every year and gives you presents or coal, depending on if you're good or bad. Like if people already acknowledge and realize that there is in fact a Santa Claus, I don't even, I, 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 I honestly believe that he would have been shot down well before the events of this movie to the point where Jack wouldn't even find Santa or that we would have just discovered the holiday doors and would have done something with that already. That there w- there wouldn't even be a movie at this point because those doors or locations would have just automatically been discovered. Like Jack literally just opens up like a door underneath a tombstone in a in a random cemetery and just is in the in the middle of Halloween Town. If it's that easy to get in, then people should have been like going in and out to the point where like all the worlds and all the different doors were like, like barely even identifiable from one another because there's so much like people going in and out of all of them to the point where like, it's like, Oh, I live in Christmas town and I have a summer home in, in Halloween town, but I spend huh. my, but my, I spend my spring in uh in Easter village. I think the, only thing I can think of is like, okay, we have to assume the real world does not have access to the doors or maybe they can't. It's like a, um, you know, they don't, they don't see it because they're the real world. They're not like of, they're not of like a magical or supernatural um, entity that could see them. So I don't know. I feel like I can come up with excuses on why, the humans haven't found that's a good point but i think i can come up with like we come up with reasons why they don't they haven't found that um i think if anything i was thinking when like the reporter is like or the, when the the police officer is like patrolling streets through a megaphone and all you see all these crying kids next to their parents and they're like it looks like stay indoors and it looks like christmas is canceled and i'm like what about parents you didn't do any work like, I mean, yeah, I, exactly. again, like, do- this is just the con, like, just the general, it's just the gist of Christmas of, like, Santa delivers toys. That's, that's it. And 
there's not like I guess you can argue that yeah if it was more of a Christmas movie there would be more of like showing of the real world or how like in you know Elf the whole thing of like you know oh there's a there's a rumor going around that parents are the ones that put their put the gifts out and stuff like that yeah. there's none of that because there you know we don't see I also do I will say I did like that we don't ever see the adults we see like side of yeah. head or back of head or just like their neck below we don't ever yeah, we well, only see the kids we we very much have a uh, uh like a, a Charlie Brown kind of thing where it's just we're just seeing yeah. like it's a kid's world out, yeah like vague, yeah it's it's from a kid's point of view yeah um I think it's always the same with me of I think the core of what Jack is. Yeah, I guess I would say this isn't real. <laughs> I think at yeah. the core, I want to say, do I think, yes, it's very relatable that he's just, he's so good and he's the absolute best at what he does. He wants something more. I think that's so relatable, but I also think I feel like the just just him very quickly bouncing back from like okay oh you know what I think it actually gave me a bunch of good ideas for Halloween and it's like so all of this was really just to this wasn't you weren't like having like you weren't like blocked or anything like you just were uninterested in Halloween like so I think his uh just his just okay I'm done with Christmas seems a little like you spend so much time and energy I I feel like there's I I think I feel like if anything there should have been a little bit more clarity on like on like a something in between like they're still doing Halloween but they're maybe they're going to contribute in some way to Christmas or they're that they themselves are just gonna celebrate Christmas I think for me, that's what I was just like. So is this like going to be, is Santa going to bring snow to you guys every year? Is this just like, yeah, like, thanks like, for what, releasing me. Like, yeah. Like, does, yeah. Like what, what else does he do for you guys? Like, does he do anything else in the, the real world or just like just deliver presents? Like it, it's very unclear as to what actual powers and or control Santa actually has because he's he seems to have all of his powers in Halloween Town, and yet decides to use none of it until his hands are untied. It's like you you could have gotten out of that at really any point. All you had to do was touch your nose, and you would have shot up the chimney, and and you're out of there. Like I don't I think, think your yeah. hands being tied would have stopped you. I think it just kind of bothered me because the ending made it appear that Jack hasn't really changed. If anything, he's just become a better pumpkin king which is like yeah technically that's changed but it's like that's not that's not really a full transformation like no not at all so i feel like i think for the most part this movie is very good for what it is but um there are some there are certain elements that could it's it's not that it's not even like oh, this is super underdeveloped. It's it's just like, I don't know how to, like, I don't want to say it's undeveloped. It's just, it could have just been developed more. Could have been developed further. And 
that would have made it a little bit stronger. I mean, overall, this is a very fun movie, whether you watch it Halloween or Christmas or both. Or actually, I saw on the like, an article I was reading that there are some people that argue that this is a Thanksgiving movie because it's both. <laughs> a Thanksgiving movie. And, I mean, I, and, did, I did say you can watch this at any point between October and December. So, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah that, that but fits. I, I think it was because, okay, it's Halloween. He discovers Christmas Town, and now they're working you know, it all, everything happens on Christmas Eve. So the bulk of the movie takes place between Halloween and Christmas, which is Thanksgiving. So I'm like, you know what? That's fair. Yeah, no, that, that checks out. <laughs> there's, there, there's, that's an arc. That's a, that's a, you know, there's evidence to support that. <laughs> so I guess on that note, um, this has Actually, been. Oh, oh, yeah. You wait. got another thing to add? We have to talk about what happened before we started recording. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Speaking yeah. of gift giving. So. Anyone who was listening last year, last year we sent each other gifts and we opened them up on the podcast, and it was really fun. You got me a diehard book, a diehard children's book. Yes, a d- diehard children's <laughs> Christmas book. It was great. It was it was great. It was a good gift. And what did I get? Oh, I got you the novelization of Jingle All the Way. Yes, which I did not know was a thing. <laughs> which I found. I think it was before we started the podcast, like the year before, and I held on to it for a year because I'm like, I'm giving this to Kevin for Christmas <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I don't know when or how, but I will. And it all worked out. It, it was. I, oh, I was dying. And I think this year we, you were, you, cause you had said to me, what do you want for Christmas? So I was like, okay, so we are doing this again so i sent you something yeah i'm st- i'm still waiting on your gift and I, i'm not gonna say it now because it's, 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 it'll spoil it's but fine. but yeah it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah you sent me a gift and it was really funny because the day i got your gift my dad texted me asking what my address was so i was expecting something from him and i got like within the same day i got a package at my door it's like oh i guess my dad sent me something because when i open it it's like a flat thing that's packaged in like a wine box it's like of course my dad would wrap something in a wine box because like for those of you who don't know like i live in a very like wine centric town that like our main thing that we produce is like grapes and wines there's like 20 wineries like within like walking distance of like my apartment it, it seems like um wait what 20 i'm exaggerating but there's a lot of wineries yeah. in in uh where i'm from i gotta come visit <laughs> i mean yeah come on down uh but yeah i open it and it's a a stock photo image uh i'm just gonna read it from from left to right Johnny Rico, Casper Van Dien, Carmen Ibanez, Denise Richards, and Carl Jenkins, Neil Patrick Harris, vow to remain friends forever on the eve of their high school graduation at the TriStar Pictures and Touchstone Picture Presentation, Starship Troopers. It's like, she, I got a, a picture, just a random shot from the movie of Starship Troopers, and I'm just like, I'm just scratching my head in confusion. It's like, why the fuck would my dad send me this? <laughs> Like not not even registering that this is pos- like most likely from you because I just got like the text from my dad saying like hey what's your address like I, I still don't know why he asked for my address because <laughs> I like as far as I know he hasn't sent anything to me. But to make it even like better worse, so 
I um sent so I ordered it from Etsy and because you had like asked me I was like suddenly like ah I'm like because the year before again I held on to it for like a year I didn't have to think about it and this time I was like I don't I can't find and I went on Etsy and I also learned I think I've already known this but if you scroll down enough on any topic or or most topics you're gonna get into some dark stuff so okay, I found, like, I'm, I'm Star Wars. I found like weird when Star mean... Wars like nudes or something, and I'm like, what? Oh, okay, Why? okay. When you said dark stuff, I was expecting like not that. Okay. Oh no no, <laughs> but but it was like like and I'm like what? Why? And then um. Okay, well thank you, I, thank you for not sending me porn. But then, uh... but, 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 but Merry Christmas! I, I didn't send you porn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, back to this was just all of me like searching on Etsy for various gifts. I got so many of my gifts from Etsy. Um, shop on Etsy, by the way. <laughs> um, product placement. Anyway, um, uh, for your gift. So you know, on like Amazon, when it says like, do you want to get send a message to like you know, like on like the gift receipt and it's usually like, enjoy your, your present or whatever. And Etsy doesn't do that. And I don't know why I think maybe I was also shopping on Amazon, but I saw the little, like, you know, add a note. And so I wrote panicking cause I couldn't think of a quote from starship troopers <laughs> later i was like i should have put would you like to know more that's the only quote i can remember oh yeah but i couldn't think of a quote so i just wrote now this is pod racing merry <laughs> christmas and then like the next day the seller contacts me and is like do you want to like send a a card to the like you know, the person you're sending the gift to and i almost said like i think what i did was fine like i don't think i need a card and then it occurred to me Oh, I just sent that. I sent. Now this is pod racing. Merry Christmas to the seller, not to Kevin. <laughs> that, that seller must have been so I, confused. I, I, like this, this person idiot. <laughs> this isn't the right movie I, at all. I assume. I assume. I assume. I don't know what. What would? I mean, obviously, to not have put anything would have been the best option. <laughs> but if I had put something for that movie, like I assume, based on context, he knew it was meant. For you, but was like, are you sure? And I was like, what? And then I realized, oh, awk. And I thought, well, this is a story, I guess, for movie reel. And here we are. <laughs> and literally before we started recording, I asked Kevin about the gift, and and I was like, because I was thinking, if you hadn't opened it, you could open on the podcast, but. You did open it, and then you were laughing so hard about the whole thing that you were crying. I yeah, it was just like, what? Who who would send me this? <laughs> I just <laughs> it's just it's like it's not even like an autograph picture or anything. It's just a random still shot from a random scene of the movie. <laughs> I was panicking. I thought, hey, this is kind of cool. Like. <laughs> Like, you like Starship Troopers. Like, I'm not saying it's not cool or anything. I like the gift. It's just, like, so fucking random. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, an iconic scene of the movie or anything. I mean, that is what I found. I don't know. I think I looked... 
I I couldn't find a stuffed uh, gooby. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I would I would have I would I would have sent you a video of that fucker going into a fire. <laughs> I swear to God, that would have been your Christmas gift of me watching me destroy that demon. Merry Christmas! He can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> And, um, I think I also was looking up, like, Velocipaster merch, and... There's I Velocipaster just... merch? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, for a second, it was, like, I found, like, a shirt of Frankie Mermaid, and it was listing all of the things. If you remember all of the things he said during confession that he said that he was doing. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, oh, I, I, got, I don't remember what, what they were, but it was like, I it was like looking up, trying, and then I finally just came across this, and I'm like, you know what? This works, because I was like panicking, because I didn't know, I thought we were, like, doing the gift exchange again. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was not aware of what the actual it's plan fine. was. It's, it's fine. But, <laughs> just, who would send me this? <laughs> I can just see you opening. I like. I was so confused. Like, I open it and it's just like I'm looking at like the package and it's like, did my dad send this? Like, who would send me something wrapped in a wine box? Like, it's completely flat. Like, I didn't like. Part of me is like, did someone just mail me their garbage? Because like I'm looking at like the return address and it's like, like Ohio. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like the amount of like confusion was just like. I'm like looking at my girlfriend's like, Sam, like, what's going on? Like, is this for you? Did you send me this? Like, what's going on? Oh my god. <laughs> Just so, so much utter confusion. <laughs> That's not the first time I've I've sent you something that you were confused you, you, by. Yeah, so. So, so many head scratchers have come from you, Sam. I can't even begin to, to name them. This is just like the most recent one. <laughs> Well, the first one was when I sent you that uh, Loki Tommy Wiseau crossover of was it like how was your sex life? Oh and yeah. We kind of didn't know each other that well <laughs> yet. I just knew we were both like we had talked about the room, and you didn't. I think you didn't have my number, so you got, you said you got this random text. Yeah, it's like who the fuck would send this to me? <laughs> I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, now I'm crying. All right. Oh my god. Okay, we're just going on a tangent. Um, Sam, how, how can these lovely people find our our <laughs> our fucking insanity? Um, I mean, where can they find our insanity? Well, I guess technically Lodi and uh, L.A. But if you don't want to travel, then I would say uh, iTunes and or, or pod, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify. Uh, you know, Stitcher, Overcast, Google, like, you know, wherever you can find podcasts, as well as YouTube. Um, this should be coming out. Um, we're, I mean, on the, like, you know, right 24th, I think is our goal. So everybody have a good holiday. And I guess listen to a podcast. <laughs> if that's what you guys, that's what you, you do with your family on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. <laughs> Just be Instead of church, you just listen to a podcast. I mean, yeah, I'd be, I would totally do that. <laughs> that would... <laughs> with, like, a family? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, um... on that note, I'm Kevin Tracy. 
Oh god, okay, I'm through the pause. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just listened to Movie Real. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.